Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. We have breaking news, breaking news on a story we haven't even talked about yet. So I guess we'll have to fill in the backstory before we give you the breaking news. I'm not sure Michael has access to the donkey as he's busily repairing something. So, wow, that is a pretty good donkey. I wasn't even trying. Thank you. You're too kind. <laughs> and just on the spur of the moment, so I could just call out an animal and you can do the. Yeah, well, you know how most dads make animal noises for their kids to entertain them when they're small? I, I worked on it like it was my job. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm an odd man. But anyway, <clears throat> if you'd like me to try <clears throat> Northwestern Avocet? It's all of... Your Avocet sounds a lot like the donkey. No, I yeah, was he still gets on that the all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not your dancing monkey. <laughs> anyway, back to the breaking news. So we... we we hadn't covered the story that somehow New York is maneuvering to put Paul Manafort uh, uh, in Rikers Island prison, which is like one yeah. of your hardcore. Have you watched the Netflix show Jailbird yet? Ursh. <laughs> About the county jail in Sacramento, California. It's a mm. documentary. <clears throat> Ooh, it's one of those jail shows that you've seen on other channels, but with cursing. Um, and, you know, they don't have to cut anything out. Ah, and uh, it's how charming. It's rough. But anyway, so there, there's Rikers talk- Island, though, is another level. Sack County Jail can't wish it was Rikers Island. I mean, can it? I've heard corruption. It's antiquated. It's old. It's gross. It's gangy and violent. Do they send elderly white collar criminals to that prison usually if they want him to crack and and plead out to uh state charges or is this just a we hate trump so we're gonna send his campaign manager to a really awful prison where he'll be beaten up now they're trying to get him to crack on state charges that's my understanding anyway uh in a surprise announcement alexandria ocasio cortez said manafort should be released (laughs) before he's sent to be tortured at rikers Soft on crime. <laughs> so, well, AOC said that. I appreciate her being consistent on the, uh, she thinks the, the prison system is out of control. And Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, oh, yeah, I, I get I'm that. Not for I extra, get that. I'm not for extrajudicial punishment in prisons either. No. People shouldn't be tortured. They should be in prison. You shouldn't be scared for your life in prison. No, there should be no rapine. There should be no stabbings and the rest of it. It's just not, it's, you got to live up to your principles. Do I spend a lot of time worrying about that sort of thing? Not really. No. But Does it happen to a lot of people that deserve it? Yes. On the other hand, as we've made the point before, if you say, I don't care, let them get raped. Well, you're letting the worst of the worst get all their pleasures and run the place. I mean, those who you truly should hate are living like kings and rapists. You don't want that either. No, that, that's a really good point. I've never heard anybody say that before. Yeah, stay for my donkey noises. I was just looking at, <laughs> I was just looking at it from a uh, a fairness standpoint, and we as a society should decide what the p- punishment X for crime X. Well, that's reason enough, and and it doesn't go beyond that at the whim of the prison guard or whoever the biggest baddest person is in the prison. Mm-hmm. 
but you're absolutely right. You're you're making the worst prisoners get to decide things as opposed to free citizens, which right. is not the way you want to run a country. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some guy's a tax cheat or an embezzler or, or something like that, uh, you know, insurance fraud. Yeah, you ought to be punished, but you shouldn't be raped repeatedly by psychopathic, violent predators. That's horrifying. Yeah. Anyway, good morning. So are is that you, the breaking news? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. that AOC is said. Yeah, said okay. Manafort. Because well, your your MSNBC channels were really excited about Paul Manafort going to Rikers, um, and that whole story. And she's mm. saying no, that you should let him go before we do that. Is there is any chance she's kind of sweet on him? <laughs> as they used to say, because he I led to doubt it. Um, because he turned on Trump, kind of, sort of. Although he that's he really he's in jail for entirely extraneous charges. We are going to go. Okay. F- we do have full team coverage of Tracy Morgan's Bugatti being run into yesterday. Oof. Tracy Morgan, the comedian, has a two million dollar car that he owned for roughly thirty minutes before he got into a crash. What? Yeah, he had just what a dri- Tracy Morgan thing to happen. He had basically just driven it off the lot. I can't believe a he's two million dollar car. So there's a. I didn't know there were two million dollar cars. So there's a video out of it, and uh, it came out yesterday. So there's some sort of. Uh, fender bender somebody flips on their iphone and tracy morgan's then like standing up in the seat of this two million dollar car pounding on the window of this woman that he says ran into her she says he ran yeah she she says he ran into uh, her he says she ran into him right so they you know it's one of those deals i'll be danged but anyway he's standing on the seat of his two million dollar car first of all i'm not doing that maybe if i take off my shoes first but i'm not doing that he's standing on the seat of his two million dollar car pounding on her window yelling at her she says she was fearing for her life. She didn't know he was a celebrity, just an angry black guy. Um, so which in a two million dollar Bugatti, <laughs> whatever that is. Here's what happened. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. A lawyer said that guy by definition has deep pockets. He's driving a two million dollar car. If you felt frightened or you turned your head really fast and now your neck hurts or anything right. like that, right. please let me know. You have regular headaches now. Whatever. So I think Tracy Morgan's got some problems. But <laughs> one of the things you hear him yelling on the audio, and it's really hard to hear is, I just got this! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, I can't imagine, even if you're wealthy, driving in New York traffic, I mean, it's it's like a it's like rush hour, and there's cars everywhere, and honking, and right. they're both trying to turn right at a stoplight at the same Cab time. drivers just, uh, trying to show each other, I get more nerve than you. Oh, that's, yeah. that's stressful in your regular car. Yeah. You just don't want to get into a fender bender in a $2 million car? Wow. How would that be any fun? Anyway, the New York Post headline was Bugatti Be Kidding, which is funny. Bugatti Hilarious. Be Kidding. Hilarious. And I have a feeling he's going to get sued. It's like super to... old and rare, or is it like a new production model? It looked I mean, new. Yeah, it wow. It's like a new super fancy So car. apparently you can get one of those if what you need one. Is that possibly even? Like, what's that? You were in a super expensive car that costs a couple hundred thousand dollars. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. But so a couple. Oh, of, man, I wanted one too. But so a $250,000 car. I almost carjacked the driver, which is, but it was my good friend. Which so is unimaginable to me, a right. $250,000 sure, car. Yeah. I'm thinking, what do you do to a $250,000 car to make it worth more than a $100,000 car? I mean, leather can only get so good, stereo right. systems can only get so great, et cetera, et cetera. It's a finely tuned Italian engine. I don't know. I don't know. So then take that, the $250,000 car. What in the heck are you doing to it to make it a $2 million car? Rarity. Bragging rights. Some of it is rarity, yeah. Yeah. But still, I mean, again, leather only gets so good. Stereos only get so fantastic. Yeah. Are the tires made of live harp seals? (laughs) (laughs) It's drawn by huskies. 
I do. Well, I, the I, the I engine is the Hope Diamond with pipes coming out. Yeah. But I don't know. Just, I don't even know how they, what rare, that is. Rarity. Anyway, so uh, we have to bring you up to speed on a story of how Trump has been followed in his visit to London. Right. You've probably heard the same story over and over and over. You haven't seen the headlines out of the London press. And the coward of Broward County charged. Yeah, we're going to have that story for you, too. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Want to talk at some point about the TV show Chernobyl? It's a little mini series, and uh, it's on HBO. I got to watch that. As both Sean and Craig, the Obamacare lawyer, say, it's among the best things they've ever seen, and it's about the Chernobyl nuclear disaster disaster in the Soviet Union. And I'm into that sort of thing. I would also suggest that uh, two very fine men, uh, both but fairly different guys, both found it, right. you know, just crazy uh, entertaining. And, and interesting. More on that later. Um, so Trump's been in England. If you're following the news at all, you know that. Hello. He's in France today <laughs> to talk about D-Day. And tomorrow is D-Day. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure why some of the speeches are happening today. Is it a two-day deal? It's because this is the time that he's in that place. He's going to be doing more speeches tomorrow, but it'll be in a different location. So I think you it's know, more about why scheduling. Wouldn't you t- I'm not sure I love this, that the American president can say, let's do it on the 5th. <laughs> and France says, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm just not it sure. seems to be what happened. Is there a reason why you you wouldn't time the France part of your trip for June 6th? I don't know. That doesn't work for me. The whole December 25th, let's do Christmas the next day. Uh, it could be a two-day thing. I don't know. Anyway, uh, he's in London, and there are a lot of headlines about all the controversy Trump has caused with him being such a stupid, awful, ignorant, not uh, partially just Americans are brutes, and then sure. Trump is the worst of all. Drumbeat on CNN. And uh, and too much on this show, in my opinion. But uh, Yes. Um, and that sort of crap. And most of it's stupid anyway. But did you know this? So here's the headlines. And you'd only know this, I think, if you, if you watched Fox. So they gave the, um, what the he- headlines were like in Great Britain while he was there which was quite a bit different than what we were hearing on uh, American media. So here's here's a whole bunch of media, and not just conservative media. Some of this is the media that hates Trump. Right. Um, the Mirror, their headline was, Trump tells Queen our fight is against evil ahead of D-Day commemorations. Perfectly neutral, fine headline. Mm-hmm. The Sun, treasured friendship is the big quote, and underneath it, somber Donald Trump pays tribute to great, great queen. PA Press Association, Donald Trump praises Queen's spirit of dignity. Financial Times, Trump hails common values uniting U.K. and U.S. Evening Standard, Donald Trump's state banquet speech, U.S. President says Queen embodies patriotism that beats proudly in every British heart. BBC headline, Donald Trump praises eternal friendship at state banquet. All the headlines I saw in America were all moronic Donald Trump calls Queen's daughter nasty or whatever it is. Right, right. I mean, just protest like or that. protest. Oh, yeah. Street Trump. And another thing Fox pointed out they yesterday. Expect a quarter million, Jack. They showed the protests against Reagan when he went to England to visit Maggie Thatcher. Protests that were between three and ten times as big, depending on which protests you're talking about, yeah. than anything Trump had. Mm-hmm. So what is that crap? Well, it's just it's Trump, it's crap. It's Trump it's derangement crap. Sy- syndrome, yeah. along with we've just decided that 
Trump being a bad guy is a good headline, so we'll just go with that all the time, no matter what. Sure. Desperation for ratings. John Stewart said it. We heard it years ago and thought, wow, great point. The true bias of the media is toward conflict. It's just constant conflict. And there are days I think we're, we're making a career mistake to point out to you, uh, this is not a big deal. Because you've got to make everything a huge deal to get people to tune in. It was funny. Some of you are aware of this. We had some fairly uh, serious technical problems here at the Intormation Complex. And uh, we're running best ofs for a while. And I was reminded, as I pop my uh, earbuds in now and again to hear what was being aired, that these controversies that were just whipped everybody up. Just everybody was angry about them and lecturing each other for like a day and a half. Go away and you never think of them again. And nobody ever thinks of a, the, the, like, progressive activist Looney Tunes people never bring it up again. It just goes away. I just, I just don't think it's a healthy way to live. Having your heart rate and your blood pressure skyrocket every day over some imagined, quote unquote, big deal. Well, Trump got, uh, blasted yesterday as just look at this lying moron for saying the protests weren't that big. Turns out they weren't that big compared to what Reagan had or George W. Bush had. Mm-hmm. And he also got blasted for seeing CNN full of fake news and everything like that. Well, it looks like a lot of the headlines on CNN and MSNBC and the Washington Post were a lot different than the ones he was seeing in Great Britain. Yeah, yeah. Hey, here's a tip for watching the news. And it was funny. I happen to have been watching Fox News last night, and, and they did this. So it's a news thing. And, 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 you know, whether the protest is on the left, right, or center, they always do this. They press the camera in far enough that you cannot see the edge of the crowd. You never see the edge of the crowd which gives you the message that this density of humans stretches on forever. It's obviously millions of people. So if it's, say, 150,000 people, maybe in London or 100,000, nobody's sure. It was a fraction of what was promised. Um, <clears throat> they press it in, you see a city block full of people, and you think, wow. If it's four morons on the, the steps of your city hall, they press the camera in so those four morons fill the screen. You think, oh, there must be many more morons to the other side. <laughs> but no, this just news always does that. They never show the edges but of anyway, the crowd. Anyway, we've got some good uh, D-Day stuff, facts for you, and uh, things to point out. But we'll do it tomorrow on the anniversary of D-Day as opposed to today. So. Yeah. It'll yeah. be tomorrow. It really was... Uh, a day that should be remembered, not just by history buffs and and and, and uh, families of those killed or anything like that. I mean, it it turned around civilization. It it may have saved civilization. Uh, your alternate histories are definitely worth taking a look at. The better uh, done ones. What would have happened if um if it hadn't succeeded? But you know that's a it good did topic though, Joe. for tomorrow. It did succeed, according to all accounts, Jack. According to the media, the liberal media. Uh, so uh, this is uh, this is something. I finally figured out, because I've seen the headlines. I haven't really looked into it much. The whole problem with YouTube and pedophilia. I don't know this. So it's the algorithms of YouTube that recommend which videos to watch have been pushing videos of prepubescent children, partially clothed, in bathing suits, whatever, out to pedophiles. Like sexy by stuff the or just like, oh, I, no, 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 I totally do a, innocent. I do a video of my kids in the pool. Perfect example. Okay. Yeah. Which I've done. Yeah, perfect Every example. Every parent has done. And you put on YouTube because the dog does something strange in the right. video or, or whatever. Or, or grandma for, wants to watch it. Right, yeah. for the relatives to right. watch it, yeah. And, and the algorithms push out these videos to millions of pedophiles. Uh, there's a good illustration of, of, of how it works. 
A user who watches erotic videos might be recommended videos of women who become conspicuously younger. I'm quoting from the piece in the New York Times now. And then women who pose provocatively in children's clothes. Eventually, some users might be presented with videos as girl, uh, of girls as young as five or six wearing bathies, bathing suits or getting dressed or doing a split. Each video might be perfectly innocent, a home movie made by a child, maybe. Um, but grouped together, their shared features become unmistakable. And then the pedophiles have figured out how in the comment section to code word each other that this is something to look at. And so not only is like YouTube delivering videos of little kids in the pool to pervs, but then the pervs have a like a secondary network of ways to alert people to these videos. So and, and this story opens with an utterly unbelievable tale of this 10-year-old little girl and a friend uploaded a video of themselves playing in a backyard pool. Completely innocent, says mom. Few days later, her daughter was super excited. Her video had thousands of views. A couple days later, it had 400,000 views of a couple of little girls in two-piece bathing suits. 400,000. If that was your little girl, that'd be really troubling. Chilling. Oh, my God. You know, Is there anything you can do about that other than not upload stuff to YouTube? Well, YouTube keeps saying that, well, yeah, I mean, that would help, obviously. But YouTube says they're working on it and they're getting better at it. But they announced that they'd figured it out. And this occurred months after they had said that won't happen anymore. Wow. So, uh, yeah. Troubling. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, we've had the first of two D-Day ceremonies. What's going on with that? The coward of Broward County has been arrested. Shocking bum explosion update and why millennials don't ring doorbells. I tell you what, the West Coast bum explosion uh, stories continue to pour in from all points. There's been a turning point. And that coward of Broward County story was shocking development to me yesterday, and we'll discuss it. The guy who didn't go into the school and probably helped a whole bunch of kids get uh, murdered. Certainly um, some of the victims. Yep. So uh, all that on the way if you haven't heard it. Armstrong and Getty. I want to leave plenty of time for comment during this newscast because I have much to say. Here's Marsha Phillips. President Trump kicked off two days of D-Day observances by reading some excerpts from a prayer that President... It's D-Day, Fred... not D-Days. What are we doing two days for D-Day? Well, we it was a long war. Second. Settle down. Anyway, yeah, the president was reading excerpts of a prayer that President Franklin Roosevelt read to Americans on the radio on June 6, 1944. Pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization. Trump. And to set free a suffering humanity. Trump. Way to interrupt a prayer, Marshal. Sorry about that. I didn't mean about to step about D-Day. On yeah. Good God. That wow. Is, that was really sacrilegious. How what disrespectful you did. <laughs> are you? Trump at Portsmouth Naval Base in the southern coast of England, the key launching pad for the forces that landed on Normandy during World War II. We're going to talk a lot more about this tomorrow on yeah. the actual anniversary of D-Day, but I always highly recommend Stephen Ambrose's book, D-Day, if you're into it. Just 
so good. Your dad was involved in World War II, right, Marshall? Yes, indeed. Yep. My dad was in North Africa. He uh, was in charge of a huge operation in North Africa, not only dealing with the uh, Nazis, but putting together a major meeting between uh, General Marshall and uh, General Eisenhower. Awesome. Yep. That was a that was a major deal for him. Anyway, later today, the president's going to go to Ireland. He's going to meet with the prime minister there. Then he heads to France tomorrow to take part in the ceremonies marking the actual 75th anniversary of D-Day. Okay. One thing that I find interesting, because I, I want to get into some of the specifics yep. of D-Day tomorrow and the history of it, because uh, it's so interesting to me, but um, the fascination with D-Day is bigger now than it was 10 years ago, and it was bigger then than it was 10 years before that, and it was almost nothing like 60 years ago. Hmm. I mean, it's gone from... Hardly anybody pay attention, and there are no museums or any of that sort of stuff. It's, it's just growing. It's getting bigger over time, which is kind of interesting. Oftentimes, you get further away from an uh, event, and it just it kind of disappears into history. Is it the ability to find videos and accounts of the day in a way that you couldn't uh, I don't 30 know. years ago? Well, you'd have to watch a TV special when it was on, on that topic, I suppose. And, you know, uh, Saving Private Ryan unquestionably sure. played a role. It had yeah. to. Yeah. The so-called coward of Broward County, the sheriff's deputy, has been arrested. The deputy, working as a resource officer at the uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, on the day of the mass shooting in February of 2018, arrested now on 11 criminal charges for failing to act during the massacre. Scott Peterson, who never went into the building, was charged with child neglect, culpable negligence, and perjury could possibly face a maximum prison sentence of nearly 100 years. Yeah, so not only did he not go into the school when you had uh, a, a lunatic killing children, he then lied about it, yep. and they had videotape to show he was lying. Yeah. Yep. He, he will die of shame, as well he should, uh, but I doubt very, very seriously they'll get most of these charges to stick. They're just, they're, they're, they're a stretch. Okay. They'll get them for perjury. They'll yep. absolutely nail them for that. Uh, but the other stuff they won't. Um, uh, my only concern, because I want this guy, well, I want him to die of shame. Um, I think there are still those who are covering up their cultability, culpability, so they're fitting this guy with the goat's horns oh, that's, that's, and overcharging. That's worth pointing out. Yeah, and listen, this is not, can you keep two thoughts in your head at once? No. This guy is horrible, and and, and he was a coward, and he, he neglected his duty. And there are others who are more than interested in him bearing the blame. So here's the thing: more, to, you, more on that to come. Here's the thing you got to think about right. if you're a police officer, though. I'm a tax-paying citizen. This isn't just Jack talk show host. This is a tax-paying citizen. I pay taxes to put together a group of people in my town or county that are going to protect me. Mm-hmm. If you're not willing to go into a school and stop somebody from murdering my kids, right. quit. Quit today. Now, I remember talking the, the day this happened, the day we found out about right. this this coward scumbag, and I think he's a coward scumbag. I really do. I don't care what the, the law says you can do that. I think you're a coward scumbag for, for doing that. Um, but I remember talking to a guy around here who I like, who's a former cop. He said, you know, we don't have to legally. We don't have to legally get involved. And he said, when I was young, I'd have done it. But he said, I get older, I got kids, I'm not so sure. Fine. Fine. I'm not saying I would do it. But if you wouldn't do it, Quit. Right. Work there, a desk. Because there are plenty yeah. of yeah. people who would. Yeah. We've got millions of people. I've known lots of people that go through cop school and do all that stuff and can't find a job that would go into the school. So right now, if you're sitting in your patrol car, wherever you are, and you think, I wouldn't go in, quit. Doesn't make you a bad person, but you don't get to be a policeman. 
if you wouldn't go into that school and you would listen to children being murdered rather than go in and stop it, you got to quit. Mm-hmm. Can we agree on that as a society? Don't do vote. the job. Mm-hmm. The bum explosion continues. L.A. Times headline reading, Homelessness jumps 12% in L.A. County, 16% in the city. Officials stunned. Right. Wait a minute. We've been pouring hundreds of millions of dollars into it, and now there are more? Wah. They should be listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The great conundrum of the whole bum problem is, one, how do you spend money and fix it anyway? And two, how do you fix it and not just end up with more bumps? Yeah. I mean, nobody's nobody's solved that riddle. It's a bum attractant. The uh, Seattle Times has a, a really interesting piece about their upcoming city council elections and how droves of people who are self-identified progressives and liberals and Democrats are saying, that's it. I've turned. I'm voting for this other guy. I've got to. Stories of neighborhoods where we can't take walks anymore. We keep our children inside. Uh, you can't park your car out in front of your house anymore, et cetera, et cetera. And they're saying that we can't take this anymore. God, where um, was I yesterday? And, and, and there is a wave going in right. that direction. Yeah. You know, well, I, I personally know uh, a handful of people that are that are way left of me, and we don't ever talk politics because they're so far left of me, on the, who say, I've, I've had it. This city is crazy putting up with this. So, yeah. You do reach a tipping point. I was somewhere yesterday where I, I saw a handful of people, various corners, stuff like that. I just thought, right. this is this is insane that this is occurring. Right. Mm-hmm. How could this possibly be? Yeah, I remember coming into work yesterday. I uh, was running into uh, people riding on bikes in the middle of the street, in the middle of the night, right. all in black. When I went by and flashed my brights at them, they flipped me off and yelled at me. Yeah. You know, it's like, whoa, There's okay. Three. They get to do what they want. I right. guess. They're wrapping up their sales for the night. Anyway, it's all tied up, my friends. In the NBA Finals, one game apiece between the Raptors and the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors hosting Game 3 tonight in Oakland with the team still missing. Kevin Durant, according to Coach uh, Steve Kerr, he's not going to be available. And Kerr is also listing Clay Thompson as questionable. And Kevon Looney is out for the series. Yes. Yes. They're saying collarbone now? So if Clay can't play, the Warriors don't have a chance, do they? I, yeah, they got a chance. Toronto's really good, but wow. it's going to be tough. They're, they're deep, Jack. They're deep. Deep How bench. Many, yeah, you'd only, you don't replace Hall of Famers with Hall of Famers, though. I mean, come on now. No, but when you have Hall of Famers to spare, you can. Right. You know, you don't need to necessarily replace it. They're clearly not as good without him. But are they still good enough to to win a game? I think so. Certainly, be a chance for Steph Curry to become a legend beyond his legend already. Yeah. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Because nobody had heard of Lou Gehrig, Jack, until old what's-his-name got injured. You know, seriously, the the Warriors have guys come off the bench that do damage all the time. Maybe they're ready for prime time. We We shall see. And we have seen LeBron James carry also rands on his back and uh, and do amazing things. Anyway, I'll be watching the the game. Plus, the Canadians are used to sub-zero temperatures in Toronto. So it's going to be, you know... 80s, 90s, 100 in Northern California. They, they could, there could be perish. There could be dead basketball players. Even if they put on their light pelts, it's still going to be really hot <laughs> right, for them. Exactly, exactly. They go with uh, seal instead of bear. They're not used to this. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, a couple of TV notes. What might be the highest rated TV show ever by critics? And Empire has finally made a decision on Jesse Smollett. <laughs> Oh, guess what their decision is. Wow. I don't know. Okay. Among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. 
club while on a school field trip. I don't know. That is that is unbelievable that it did not happen in Florida. So we, some of that get cut off? Yeah, we missed part of the joke. So oh. a principal got fired for going to a strip club during a field trip. Did he take the class there, or did he just go to the strip club while the kids were at the... Look, I've already seen the behind-the-scenes at the grocery store eight times. I don't need to see it again. We do All this right. trip every year. I've All been right. to a post office. I know how they work. Boy, the meat locker's cold. I get it. I'll be over at the Bada Bing while the kids they... learn about the post office. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. My kid, actually, he actually did the uh, post office not long ago in third grade. They walked over to the post office and saw the behind the scenes. That's cool. Yeah, it is. Oh, man, I loved field trips. Oh, I the, still the love greatest, field trips. The greatest. I used to regularly uh, do this, and I don't know why it stopped. Well, uh, people would would uh, write in or call in, and, and I guess it's because we asked them to. They said, yeah, I think you might find this interesting. I do this for a living. Do you want to come see what it's like? And I used to go do that all the time. I'd like to again. Where do you work? Slaughterhouse? Uh, Mortuary. Oh, boy. I've actually been to a morgue. Once was enough. It was sobering, man. Tell you what. Sobering specifically because you learned. Well, yeah. One of the people asked the the coroner, who's your typical customer? She said, middle-aged male, alcoholic, overweight. Wow. And I was like, what? Easy. Hey, hey, hey. Like you're you're perfect. (laughs) No, I kid. But uh, yeah, that was uh, and and just uh, young, old, many people aren't with us anymore. Mm -hmm. And oh, death. I've heard of that. Right. Happens to everyone. And it's kind of permanent ish, at least in terms of your existence on Earth. So with apologies to our Buddhist friends. A couple of TV notes for you. The co-creator of Empire has quashed all speculation that the character Jamal Lyon would be featured in the sixth season. That is a character played by one Jesse Smollett. Oh, I'll call him Jesse. Since Chris Rock said, you're Jesse from now on. Yeah. Um, Jesse will not be returning to Empire. So, Because he's a crazy person and congenital liar. Of course, if being a crazy person gets you thrown off the cast of shows. He's damned crazy, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn well, and, and greedy and amoral. I'm going to fake a racial attack to up my uh, my profile and get more money. Speaking of being attacked by men in MAGA hats, I saw a guy in a hat yesterday that had M-A-G-A on it, but it wasn't the typical look. It was a black hat with a completely different shaped logo. Hmm. And I, I should have asked him, I, I should have asked him, is that a Trump MAGA hat or... The, you know, the Mississippi Gagger Cultural Grounds Association. <laughs> Manufacturers of Georgia. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't I don't know. I don't know. I, it's almost I, it's got funny. To be, oh, right? I keep getting punched by progressives wearing my m- Manufacturers of Georgia hat. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Why are you looking at me like this? Well, it makes perfect sense. I'm with sense. the Massachusetts Grounds Association. <laughs> um, it, it, yeah. It, it, sure. People are coming up with different designs and stuff like that. Hmm. It was a black guy, too, so it would have been an extra good conversation if it was a uh, uh, Trump MAGA hat. Um, And this might be the highest-rated TV show ever. And it just hit HBO recently, and Sean's been talking about it for days. Rated in terms of viewers or or critical reaction? Critical acclaim. People thinking this is really, really good. It's Ah. the miniseries about the Chernobyl nuclear accident in the Soviet Union times. It's called Chernobyl. And Sean said it's among the best things he's ever seen. 
Craig, the Obamacare lawyer, said it is the best TV show he's ever seen. Wow. So I've got to watch it, and I'm, wow. I just love history and that sort of thing. Anyway, but anyway, Craig hit me with this. Here's, here's the best fact from the documentary. Most experts, how many people died at Chernobyl? Mm. Most experts estimate between 4,000 and 94,000 deaths. Right. That's a pretty vague number. Uh, and the Soviets haven't changed their estimates since 1987. 31. Thousand? No. 31. They've, they've stuck with 3, that. 3,100. They've stuck with that number all the way through. Um, and so the, the people on the outside can't nail it down between 4,000 and nearly 100,000 deaths. Yeah. Well, yeah. part of what they, they do a great job illustrating is is the the wide-ranging effects of this and how, yeah, you know, the cancer rates shot up through the roof after this in the in the areas around it but how much of that was directly tied to or which one of these would you know it's hard to really figure sure. out right which of these deaths that are probably related to this are actually caused by it which is one of the many problems with the nuclear war you got all the people that uh, get obliterated immediately what it does to the area over many many years nobody's really sure but it could be a problem for Many decades to come. Sure. And nobody even remembers what the war was about, and people are still getting cancer. Well, John's uh, Jack, rather, is going all peacenik on us. I'd prefer to, to discuss the politics of it. Uh, that's one of the primary problems of, of communism. The misinformation, the cover-ups, the ass-covering, the merely kowtowing to those above you aspect of it. Just a nightmare. And, uh, and, and it's... You know, not to beat the drum. I really need to get the drum head replaced. I beat it so often, the the anti-socialism thing. But when your accountability is not to the market and not to the people, it's to the apparatchik, the government bureaucrat above you, that is who you cater to. And if the government has control, you, you are controlled by the government. And so there can be a horrific loss of life, a disaster. And as P.S. could tell you, Positive Sean, because he's watching it, I just happen to be... You know, studying that sort of thing at the time in, in college was um, was that the energy was not directed toward helping the people at all. It was directed toward uh, containing the political damage, it, which is just a nightmare as you're being roasted by uh, uh, radioactivity. One of the quotes, uh, I believe it was Gorbachev, actually, in the in the movie or the character said, that, you know, our strength comes from the perception of strength. And so we must do anything we anything that makes us look like we made made a mistake. We need to. Sweep under the rug. Not doesn't matter how many other people will die because we can only say no, no, no. This will only affect the people in the ten kilometer radius outside of this, not the the far bigger uh, zone of impact that it had. Right. So we don't need to we don't need to evacuate these cities. We must we must protect the line that we are not making mistakes. And wow. Gorbachev was the great reformer too. That happens in businesses too, and bureaucracies all of, all over the place. It's just it's amazing when everybody knows that realistically, your greatest strength is finding out exactly what happened, what caused it, and having accountability, and then being able to fix it. Mm -hmm. That's your actual greatest strength, right? Right. Um, yeah. It, maybe now's a good time to repeat the iron law of bureaucracy, which you know one of these days will get thrown off the air, and 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 you'll you'll move on to something else. Um, and if we can leave you with one thing, maybe it's this that. The Iron Law bureaucracy states that over time, people who start a bureaucracy, the people within a bureaucracy, which starts for a purpose, slowly but surely become dedicated to protecting the bureaucracy instead of accomplishing that purpose to a point that, and it doesn't take terribly long, the bureaucracy is entirely about protecting itself and not about accomplishing a purpose. 
And that's true, government bureaucracies. And if you make the entire country a government bureaucracy, then you have a government that is entirely intent on protecting itself. See the, Witness the Soviet Union. See the VA uh, health system. Perfect example. See the Catholic Church. See U.S. swimming and volleyball and all that other stuff. Great examples. Um, I didn't want to pass over this part of it, though. The Chernobyl uh, you know, failure of nuclear power, along with our much mi- more minor Three Mile Island failure, is why we don't have much nuclear power in the United States. Right. And it's among the safest ways to have power in the world. Right. I heard this great... Oh, sorry, go on. You got more... And it's just a travesty that those two examples stand out and keep us from having nuclear power. It'd just be a good idea. Ought to get the link for you all so you can see it. There's this uh, TED Talk, and I know a lot of you roll your eyes at TED Talks now because they got kind of... Oh, kind of worn oh. out, but talk about jumping the shark. Holy yeah. cow. But I saw when this guy was a former anti-nuclear activist, and he spent his life dedicated to learning about nuclear power. And the more he learned, the more he thought, um, this isn't a bad idea. This is a really good idea. And a couple of the points he made were, for instance, uh, Chernobyl. If you go with the upper estimate, 94,000 people died as a result of the Chernobyl accident. That was horrifically stupid Soviet technology. A response that was criminally negligent, I mean, like, aggressively criminally negligent, and a teeny tiny fraction of people died of those who die uh, from lung ailments every single year because of uh, fossil fuels. I mean, the worst conceivable horrific catastrophe was, in terms of death from energy fallout, actually quite small. And that sort of thing could never, ever, ever happen again, particularly in the first world. And the other point he made about uh, nuclear waste, and the problem is, what do you do with it? Where do you store it? That's the only energy waste that is contained. All other energy waste is in the air Mm. and in the water and in the rivers. We can contain that. What do we do with it? I've recommended shooting in it in space, probably at Mars. Preemptive attack on the Martians. By the way, we got this text. I was just talking about it. It was a MAGA hat. I saw a guy on YouTube YouTube that has one. It's the African-American version of the MAGA hat. Because I mentioned it was a black guy wearing his hat. Can I wear it? Or is it like actually, uh, I don't know, taboo? Armstrong and Getty.